We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 31st day of August, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Enchin alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? It's good to see you. Yeah, healthy and alive. Um, doing, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortably, uh, or comfortable physically uh, and a uh, bit irritable today. Mentally so, irritated. I think yeah, we're both mentally, mentally irritated. irritated. I think the, yeah. uh, the, the prep stage that we were doing was more heated than I think any discussion we've had in the last week or so. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's not because it's not because we're angry at each other. We're angry at the things that we see that we agree on. That's yeah. the problem. Not only do we see and agree on, but the other, the other issue is, uh, there's nothing we can do to really fix it. I mean, uh, all the solutions we know to fix the problems require more work from you, the average person. You know, I, I, um, uh... I like to think that we actually talk solutions here. Now, maybe a lot of people don't think that we do. But what if we said from the very beginning, even when we were doing podcasts that were not about this daily current event stuff, what did we say then? Independence starts with you. Freedom starts with you. Your community, your, uh, your, your foundational building blocks, all that starts with you. All of that. I don't want to sit here and placate like I'm some kind of motivational speaker. We're just pointing out the obvious. We're pointing out some of those, um, how did you mention it yesterday? Some of those universal truths, you know, those things that everybody ignores these days. That's all we're doing. So we're not preaching to people upon high, quite the opposite, actually, because I actually had somebody tell me last week, they said, you know what? I'm glad there are people like you doing what you do. My first question was, what are you doing? You know, I, I mean, I, I'm doing what I'm doing and I appreciate the compliment. I, I do. But what are you doing? Because the work that you're going to do, you, the average person out there, because that's all I am. That's all Bruce is. We're just the average person. That's it. We don't consider ourselves to be any more than that. But the work that you do is just as important as the work that we do. In fact, I think it's more important because you're the one that's going to be connecting with other people within your community. That's the point is you've got to connect with other people in your community. If you don't get along with people in your community, and I mean anybody, if you don't get along with anybody, it's probably time to leave. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. But here's the problem with that. Now the cost of moving has skyrocketed so much in the US and across Europe that you really can't go anywhere. So you're going to run into problems there. But yeah. We're going to get down into the meat and potatoes of what we discussed in prep, but I'll let you respond to that for just a second. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to throw in that um, to the housing market. The housing market is cooling everywhere except for Florida, it seems, which is weird. I wonder why that's the case. But to your point about the uh, it, it, it starts with you. Freedom starts with you. Honestly, we, we don't have access to your local mayor or your local sheriff or your uh, local government, uh, governor, any of those kind of things, right? That's your job. That's they're representing you. So you're, you need to be interacting with them. You need to be, even if you, even if it's just a strongly worded letter, that's something that's at least something. 
I mean, granted, I would argue that's exactly exactly what's been going on. Uh, I I think that's largely what the the conservative types have been doing this last. I don't know what like 20, 30 years, the the length of my lifetime, at least there hasn't really been any true action from from the right. I mean, what what? Okay, so the left goes in and uh, let's just use this as a uh, use this as an analogy. The left goes in, they enact some policy or, or something that takes away your freedoms and your rights. And then the, the, the right wing comes in and says, oh, this was wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. And they what what do they do to they, they, they stop it in its tracks. But what have they done to give you your freedoms back that you just lost? That's what we should be pushing our local governments, our sheriffs, mayor, whatever, we should be pushing for that. What are you guys doing to give us our freedoms back that you stole and really push candidates for those kind of things? Um, and you really stand on your principles. Don't don't quit with the binary voting. It's either Republican or Democrat. Quit with that. Vote your conscience. But, you know, that, that's been a I, I remember that phrase for a long time. I remember that when I politically woke up. I remember hearing people vote your conscience, vote your conscience, vote your conscience. That's kind of been a phrase. People never vote the conscience. They vote the lesser of two evils based on the two party system. And quite frankly, I don't even think it really matters at this point. And when I say it doesn't really matter, I I, I don't see any fix to the election integrity. I don't see that. Like I, I'm hearing um, conservative voices. I'll, I'll just put it that way. I'm hearing conservative voices on various radio shows and podcasts across the United States. I still listen to those. And they're all saying basically the same thing. Look, you got to get everybody registered to vote. You got to get them there on voting day. Do whatever you need to do. Help them out. Get them out there to the polls. Like it's somehow going to make a difference. We've got mail-in voting. We've got criminal mail-in voting. We've got these absurd voting machines. How on earth are we going to have a free and fair election when we have these things? If you look at a lot of the Republican primaries that happened, that are happening still across the U.S., they're doing the 11th hour vote dumps. Where's anybody on the conservative side, on the Republican side? Where's anybody calling that out? Look, we know what the Democrat side does. We know what they do all day long. But the Republican side are just as guilty. They're doing exactly the same thing. To their own candidates. You've got got, um, major corporations have admitted, hopefully now, like like the the, the founder of the organization uh, recently of Facebook admitted. Yeah, we we election meddled. Yeah, we intentionally. If you look at the polls that came out that show how many people would have voted the other way or not voted at all during the 2016 election or excuse me, 2020 election. If you look at that and then compare it to how many people um Oh, excuse me. How many people wouldn't have voted uh, for Biden if the Hunter Biden story was allowed to propagate? Because yeah, that, that's what the Facebook's uh, admitted here recently. Zuckerberg, if that would have been allowed to propagate, if you, and you look at the polls from times past. Uh, actually, I think there was a poll here a couple of weeks ago uh, on this same very topic. Basically, they just admitted to you. Yeah. Not only did we election medal, but uh, we election medaled so much, in fact, that it changed an election. Uh, by a large percentage, in fact. And where's our politicians saying, hey, we need to reform elections. Hey, we need to stop these corporations from uh, meddling. Hey, we need to rein in the FBI from keeping, you know, keeping them from uh, forcing companies to election meddle, because that's that's how the FBI uh, told Facebook to election meddle. And Facebook was all too willing. Yeah, you're right. We should. And they meddled in the election. Uh, and it it was enough that 
it curbed both both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but what what what's being done? What what is your politician doing? What is your state doing? What is your whatever? What are you doing to 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 voice your concerns to your local politician? We have instances of I just found out today. I was looking into uh, some of the the voting stuff that was happening in Pennsylvania. You know, the they have the mail in ballots, and that was a big issue there uh, because I read a headline that said uh, Pennsylvania now has mail in voting. Uh, you know, you can request a mail in ballot on the registration for voting, and they they were throwing a big deal about that. And honestly. I looked into where that originated, where that started, where, where did mail-in ballots, where did that, um, Republicans, 2019, no excuse mail-in uh, ballots. Uh, that was, that was in the, uh, election reform bill act 77, I think is what it was. It's our own party guys that are causing this just as much as the left is doing this. Republicans that claim to be on our side are doing it as well. I have the clip of Mark Zuckerberg talking about the FBI approaching them. If you'd like for me to play it. That'd be a good reference point. Sure. This is him on Joe Rogan talking about that. How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Yeah, we Post. had that too. Yeah. So you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some some folks on our team. It was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also have this third party fact checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false. Um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased, in, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely by what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's. It's it's meaningful, but I mean, but basically, a um, a lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously, this is a hyper political issue. So, depending on what side of the political spectrum you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much, but right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's a very professional law enforcement, they come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that seriously. Do you love how he downplays it all? He downplayed everything. He did. He downplayed everything. And then on top of that, um, he says, well, we, 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 we checked with our, our fact checkers. Who was fact checking the FBI when they came, when they came in and said, hey, this is misinformation? Who was fact checking well, them? Well, you heard him. That's a, that's a legitimate organization. You want to take notice of that. That's a legitimate organization. And of course, you want to abide by what the FBI are saying. Of course you do. Uh-huh. Because, you know, yeah, they wouldn't and, lie to uh, they, no, no, they, they would never create false operations or instigate any um, kidnappings or bombings or um, riots or any of those kind of things. They'd never no. 
never yeah. do anything, anything it's like, like they were, that. It's not like they would do something like on January 6th, for example. I mean, I'm just, just no, saying. no, no, no. But no, he, he downplays the whole thing. And then he turns it back around and says, I, I don't have those numbers off the top of my head. You know, it's one of the most controversial pieces in the last four years. You know, I mean, you might as well just have like the the assistant director of the FBI up there saying, uh, sir, I, I can't answer that question. I, I don't know. It's the same thing. It's nothing but deflect and, and redirect onto something else. But yeah. well, we, we certainly been, don't want to be editors. Yeah, Mark, you are. You, you are. you are editors over there. I like how he he passes that off onto a third party. He doesn't even stand up and take responsibility for his own group. And he actually, the worst part of this is, we've actually seen the leakers that Project Veritas has shown where Zuckerberg himself, himself, Jack Dorsey himself, the two guys at Facebook and Twitter, their companies, they're actually saying on the internal meetings, look, uh, we're going to have to take everybody's attention off of this uh, and, and we can't be the ones seen as, as actually doing this. So he's he's flat out lying to everybody again. It's pathetic. In in reality, it's pathetic. What is the problem? He's been coached. Here, by who? That's that's my question lawyers. right there. By who? The couching, the stuff that like you're talking about, the way he's couching, it's lawyers. I think he's he's been talked to by his lawyers. Look, you can't say it this way couch it this way so that okay. it's kind of gives you a little bit of ambiguity right. you know under under repercussions okay fine if you're coached by a lawyer for something that means that you're trying to avoid some type of um i don't know uh, legal repercussions on something who's going to legally come after that for telling the truth on something that's my question is who's going to do that i i'm betting and this is just purely speculation i'm betting it would be the fbi that would go after facebook and put them under a microscope yeah FBI or maybe the IRS, you know, maybe they do some kind of fraudulent money stuff or something, you know, audit or, you know, uh, this is why they want this is why they want blanket immunity. This is why they need Section 230 in there so they can hide behind that. And they want government regulation. Make no mistake about that. The tech companies, they want government regulation. Why? Because they want the protection of the government. They want the state to protect them. If these companies, just like the the big pharma companies, if you could sue these companies, they wouldn't exist. They wouldn't exist. They'd be chopped up and, and sold off in pieces because they wouldn't be able to stay afloat. They would have so many lawsuits to pay out. There's four or five different ways I want to go with this. Well, that we can go with that conversation. And I, I don't want to get going down one rabbit hole and then completely ignore the point. But let's kind of stick with this um, this narrative that everyone's being force fed at the moment because they're giving you a myopic view of things. And this is my other concern. This is what we were discussing in prep. This is one of the main conversations we were having in prep. Maybe we should just start recording the prep sessions because those seem to be better than the actual podcasts we do at the end. So, But our concern is is things like this. Okay, so this is a headline out of Fox News today, or Fox Business today, or, or whatever, that uh, the business network. Google keeping Truth Social off of the App Store, preventing Android users from getting it. Okay, wh- why are we concerned about that? Like, we're, we're sitting here and we're talking about problems. That's what we're doing. We're talking about problems. And when I say we, I'm talking about all of these people that are in the supposed, I'm doing the air quotes, alt media, those. So I'm talking about like One American News, I'm talking about the uh, Real America's Voice Network and and these other uh, networks, Newsmax and all the rest of it. Okay, fine. These are outlets that put out talking points that are antithetical to what you see on television. You see the opposite side 
of a talking point, but that's all it is. It's a talking point. Why are we discussing what the problems are rather than what the solutions to stop those problems are? Why are we not discussing that? This goes into what we discussed last week about the uh, the fake conservatism in the U.S., and all these rock concerts, you know, the, the confetti cannons and the fog machines that I was railing on last week or week before last, however long ago it's been. I'm seeing the same thing all over again. It's, oh, we're going to defeat the uh, we're going to defeat the Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset. OK, all right. Hey, I'm all on board with that. Right. I'm all on board with that. But here's the problem. Let's say that we do that. OK, just for the sake of argument, let, let, let's say that in the arena of ideas, we defeat that, which I believe that we will anyway. That is still a front group. That is a front group that was set up not by Klaus Schwab, but by his mentors who set them up. I want to know who is behind the people that we see. I don't want the people that we see at the end of the day. Yeah, all the rest of these people that are out there that you see, these people are there because we're meant to see them. I want the people that employ them. I have been saying that for many years. Where is anybody of any position of influence on any of these networks that people are fawning over? Where is their call? Where's where's their announcement? Where is their outrage to say, boy, um, why are we stopping with Klaus Schwab? Why aren't we getting to the people that employ him? Who's behind that? It's like Bill Gates. Everybody's, uh, you know, Bill Gates is the big bad man. And believe me, the guy, I mean, he's a bad dude. Who employs him? I want to know who employs him. He's working for somebody. Somebody like Bill Gates doesn't get to do what he does without permission from other billionaires. Elon Musk, we can go down that road, but I want to do that another day because he's doing a lot of things that I don't like. But I want the people that are behind this curtain that we don't see yet. That's what I want. I'm not interested in taking down these organizations just on the face of it. Because if you take down these organizations like the World Economic Forum, and believe me, that's an organized crime syndicate. That's all that is. But I want the people that are paying them. I'm talking about the guys that are sitting, you know, in the terms of like the mob. I'm talking about the guys that are sitting in the back of the uh, the, the pork store around a table having their grandmothers and their mothers cook for them. That's what I want. I want the guys behind the curtain. I, I don't I don't want these organizations to fall on the face of it. And then that's it. OK, we won. It's like a cancerous growth. It's going to come back. We have an opportunity here. We have a very unique opportunity that we as the human species have never had before. We have a unique opportunity to end the international banking cartel. We have an opportunity to do that. But people have to be made aware of it. If people are not aware of it, then they're not going to know. Everyone's out there parading around the streets, holding up pictures of Klaus Schwab in prison stripes. I'm not going to argue with that. But where are the organizations that put him there? He didn't just magically appear there on his own. If you listen to the podcast that we did about his background, he was a nobody. The guy's collected a paycheck for 36 months of his entire life. He's never worked. And all of a sudden, he's he's now some international criminal mastermind, like something out of a Bond movie. No, no, that's a face is what that is. Bill Gates, that's a face is what that is. I, I want to know who are behind these people. And more than that, more than that, I mean, that that's just a legitimate gripe. OK, I mean, again, maybe that's we're harking back to the same issue that we're complaining about. That's a problem with no solution. But there is a solution. The solution becomes what we make of it by getting the correct information about who's orchestrating all of it. My bigger gripe is why are myself, Bruce, and, and everybody else we have on here, why are we, just the average nobodies, why are we the ones that are calling this out and this is not being called out on the larger networks of the quote alt media? You want to be an alt media source? Then actually call something out. 
that stands out in the crowd. We know who the faces are. We see the faces. We're learning more faces. As they change these people out, they'll put new people in. But the faces that you see, those are the ones that are expendable. They've got a hundred more behind each one of them that they can replace them with. The whole idea of the, the World Economic Forum Young Global Leader Program is they come up through the institutions. They're already indoctrinated. It's like a, it's like a football team or a, or a soccer team or a baseball team. They're on the bench waiting to be called in whenever there's an injury on the field. Someone gets taken out politically, fine, they'll put somebody else in there. I want to know who the team owner is. I want to know who the franchise owner is. I want to know who the people that are that are financing the team owners. That's what I want to know. Yeah, and the fact that these uh, multi-million dollar organizations aren't looking into it, uh, well, but then you look into the multi-million dollar organizations that, um, you know, the alt-right media, you look at who runs them, uh, who owns them, then it's kind of like, well, it makes sense why they're not looking into it because... Um, Brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah, brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's no surprise. We're not brought to you by Pfizer. No, uh, no, no. In fact, we're 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 brought to you by. We like the Constitution, and we would like to continue having freedoms and liberties for you know not just our generation but future generations. And that, that that's kind of our motive in this. Uh, that's what's funny about this. I have no real skin in the game here, technically speaking, because my life, you know, is is good. It's comfortable now. And it'll continue being comfortable because even though the country goes to crazy, you know, all that stuff, it's still going to be comfortable here. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'd, I, I can continue going on uh, having a, a fairly normal life in this area. I have no I have no kids or prodigy or whatever you want to name them coming up after me that I'm concerned while well, their future. I'm concerned about everyone else's kids that are coming up, the future of the human race. I'm concerned about that. And I would I would like to see humans progress, continue expanding across the universe, not just galaxy, but universe. I want to see us propagate uh, outside of my religious beliefs. That's my secular view, if you will. And, and, and these people, the, 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 the Rockefellers, the Bill Gates, the, the Schwabs and all of them, they're, they're hindering us. They're in the way. They're the ones that are trying to kill us. Literally. It's not, it's not a, a figurative anymore. They're literally killing us. I was talking to somebody over the uh, uh, over the weekend, and I said, these people, they're purposely at this point trying to kill you. And they kind of understood before I said anything, they kind of understood. But then after I think somebody else pointed it out to them, I think they were they were like, OK, well, what else could it be at this point? These people make no mistake. Are they? Let, let me put it this way. Are they still tormenting you? I, I don't care what country you're from. OK, put that aside. Right. Forget all that stuff. I don't care if you're Australian, New Zealand, German, uh, French, Dutch, American, Canadian. I don't care. We all have the same problem. We got to put all that nonsense aside. We'll get back to fighting with each other about dumb stuff. OK, but right now we have a bigger fish to fry. Are these people still tormenting us? The answer is yes. If you didn't know, they're not going to stop tormenting us until we are off what they consider to be their utopian world. They want you and your family murdered. Period. End of story. That is not up for debate. If you think that that is hyperbole, I give you the upcoming winter. But before we get into the points that you're talking about, Bruce, before we get into that era, we first have to rebuild. We have to start somewhere. And in order to do that, you have to develop communities. and You have to have a solid foundation 
underneath of you before you begin building upwards, right? That's just logical. You don't put a roof up and then build the house up underneath of it, do you? No, you build the foundation first and you got to have a strong foundation. If you don't have a strong foundation, what's going to happen? Your house is going to fall over. So we've got to have a strong foundation. And that starts right back to where we started with tonight. That starts with you. That starts with you promoting freedom and independence in your own family and in your own community. However, that is you going up to your local mayor and grabbing a hold of his hand, shaking his hand and saying, hey, Mr. Mayor, how are you today? You know, I'm a little concerned about things that are going on in the community. And, you know, I'd just like to say that I supported you in this last election and I'm going to support you in the next one. And I know that you're going to do the right thing for you and your family. And you're going to do the right thing for me and my family, aren't you? Thank you for your time. Have a nice day. If they don't get the hint of what you're trying to say as a voter, that person needs to be removed from office. But as I said, we've got to have strong communities. And by doing that, one of the first steps is understanding that you are the solution to this problem. You are your own salvation, not some politician, not somebody like Donald Trump. Oh, we heard some stuff about Donald Trump last night after we finished up. And oh boy, I'm not too happy about it. But that's another conversation for another day, because only time will tell. I can tell you right now that if he doesn't, if he does not take serious, serious action and get ahead of what they are about as in the, the establishment, if he doesn't take serious, immediate action and get ahead of that, he's done. As in politically, he is done. He will not be president of the United States or hold any other office again, and nor should he, quite frankly. But I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let me let me this, ask you a question on that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. On that? Sure. Do you think he's incapable of pivoting on that narrative? Do you think he's Give, incapable of that? Given him, I think so. That would imply, so? I believe that he can. Don't get me wrong. I believe that he can. But do I think that he will? No, I don't. Because of just who he is. It would, it would require him to come out and admit that he was wrong, that people wronged him and people in his inner circle wronged him. And he doesn't want to do that. He's too prideful for that, I think. That's that's what I'm concerned about, because I, I agree. He is capable. He's more than capable. When you look at how he played the media and how he controlled it, um, he's more than capable of, of coming out and changing his position and making it look good for him. Uh, but it's a matter of will on his part. I'd like to play a clip here of Dr. Reiner Fulmisch, who is the German lawyer who's working on putting this um, uh, this criminal case together against the medical establishment, the governments, and, and everything else. People think that he's putting together a Nuremberg trial too, but he's not actually. He's been doing the grand jury uh, investigations into people like Bill Gates and Fauci and uh, Schwab and the World Economic Forum and all the rest of them. He was interviewed really quickly behind the scenes of the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg trials. And it was quite a turnout uh, over here, I have to say. It's funny, you uh, you see the flags that are flying at these events over here, and it's 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 really, um, it's humbling, to say the least, as an American looking at it. Because when you're this far away from home, in in my shoes, when, when you're this far away from home, and you see people here at rallies like that, and they're flying the Gadsden flag, you know, the yellow flag with the snake, the coiled snake on it says, don't tread on me. When you see that, like that, that just, it, it's it, like, I, I got goosebumps on my arms right now. It sends shivers down your spine because that right there, that tells me that there are people that want to be free of this. They're hungry for the idea of freedom. Forget America as a landmass or what it's turned into. I'm talking about the original principle of what America is. Freedom, liberty, private property, and the government can go to hell. 
how is that a bad thing? I mean, it's a bad thing, of course, if you're a government, but wanting to be left alone, wanting freedom to, to raise yourself, your family, your, your, your community as you see fit, that's where the real power is. And the people that are up in these ivory towers, they know that. Why do you think George Soros spends all of his money and his time buying off local politicians and local sheriffs and, and local district attorneys? Because that's where the power is. If you've got a whole locale, right, or a county or, or whatever, and you send in the feds or the, you know, the, the UN people or whatever, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to be thrown out of there, more than likely. Unless you're someplace like New York or Los Angeles or Chicago or something like that, then they'll welcome them in with open arms. But most of the time, they're going to be thrown out by the local sheriff. They don't belong there. They don't understand what happens there. You do. We've tried this from the top down. Just take the last 36 months if you don't believe that. We've tried this from the top down. How's that worked out for us? This blanket response to everything with COVID, that was directed from the, uh, the states of emergency that they put in place from the federal level. And they stomped down on everybody at the local level. Well, what is a person that sits in, uh, in a government building in Washington, D.C.? What do they know about uh, a town in Oklahoma that's got 10,000 people? They've probably never even heard of it. They couldn't find it on a map. But yet they somehow think that whatever they do up there is is going to be effective at that local level when they have no idea about the people, the culture or what goes on there. We've tried that. It doesn't work. So we have to get back to what works. And what works is you, you at the local level. I'm talking to you, the listener, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever language you speak. Obviously, you, you understand English because you listen to us. You are the answer to this problem. You have to network with other people of like mind in your community, and we have to be able to work together so we can survive this, so we can get out of this, and so we can build a better, more prosperous future for us, not these corporations or, or whoever they've got on board with all this, this ESG garbage with, with Klaus Schwab and company. That's not going to work. They can sit there and they can, you know, build their whatever utopia. And if people want to go live in those cities, that's fine. But that's all going to collapse. All that's going to collapse. It's all going to come down because those places are going to be absolute hell inside. They're going to be hell. So we've got to do it ourselves. No one else is going to do this. You're not going to get this from a federal level. You're not even going to get it from a state level. It's got to come from a local community. You've got to have a town or whatever you have, town, a village, a suburb, whatever it is. It's got to be self-sustaining. You've got to be able to sustain that community yourself. And it's a lot of hard work. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of hard work. You've got infrastructure. You've got education. You've got religious systems. You've got uh, community building. All that stuff. Everything plays a part. Everybody plays a part in that. That's where your foundation comes in. If you've got a strong foundation there, then these people or whatever they are, whoever they are, in these ivory towers in places like the United Nations and, and uh, Davos, Switzerland... And hell, even in these these uh, federal buildings all around the world, they can't touch you. They can try, but they won't be successful. This is Dr. Fulmer speaking in an interview. It's only a, it's only about a minute and a half on his solutions. And I believe the same solutions, but it's just a matter of us getting there. That's the only thing we need to be concerned about is getting there. There's a bigger agenda driving this, and this agenda is about life and death. Only if people understand how serious it is, these people are trying to literally kill us. Because they, and this is another thing that people need to understand, they have infiltrated all levels of society, and they have been doing this for the past 30 years. That's why everyone is acting in lockstep. And that's why we need to make this clear to the people that, the, that, it, that they've been 
they've been very successful. They've been really good at what they're doing. That's why we have to understand that we cannot trust our leaders because they're not our leaders. They're, they're the ones who were infiltrated into the judiciary, into medicine, uh, the economy, politics. They're their leaders. We can only trust ourselves. That's why we must connect with each other, start all these, um, this is what I feel is really important, step away from that system, um, blow them out of the water when we have the chance to do that. All these inner global NGOs, global corporations, its they're collapsing. Right now they're collapsing. We need to set up our own self-sufficient communities and then connect with each other. That's what gives us the power. Comments on that before we take our step into the next realm of this conversation? He's exactly right. Uh, that is uh, the way forward. You know, <clears throat> in prep, I had mentioned uh, basically uh, when you look at the the voting that happened, right? Uh, twenty twenty, five states. Uh, Trump lost in five states by one hundred sixty five thousand or one hundred fifty six thousand or whatever it was. We'll just say one hundred sixty thousand votes. He he lost by by that number in those five states. Five states. Okay, five. Now you take one state, California. He lost by 30% there, 30 points. Six million people voted for Trump, six million. That number, if they would have been not in California, but been in communities of like-minded individuals, those six million votes would have not just been thrown into the shredder. When you're in California and you're voting for the Republican candidate or a Trump, for example, you're effectively throwing away your vote into a, a shredder or down the toilet, however you want to word it. Because uh, what what good is your vote going to do at that point? Seriously, you're you're going to lose by thirty points. Why are you still there? Is it is it because it's, it's comfortable? It's nice, you know. You got a really good, nice paying job. Uh, the climate's really nice. Uh, so you got people crapping on the streets all the time and everything. But eh, you know, you're comfortable, right? Yeah, it's nice, comfortable. Um, which is more important to you, your comfort, or do you think maybe your kids and grandkids? Uh, having a free country, you know, one that has reduced debt instead of increasing the debt, you know, maybe we should work on reducing that as well. And, you know, that w would you rather leave that for them and, and their future? Or do you are you just comfortable in your your little because, you know, there's there's a bunch of soldiers that were in Afghanistan that um, soldiers, um, people that aided us during that time, you know, showed some patriotism towards America that um, would still be alive you know, uh, in better, better condition. If, um, that election went differently, um, we wouldn't see the kind of inflation that we're seeing now. You, we would still be energy independent. So to his point about, uh, it's, you know, you, you create the communities, detach yourselves from the woke left and their systems, their banks, their, the social media, whatever, what, whatever medium you're using that is run by a leftist, I'm also talking things like AT&T, T-Mobile, uh, Verizon, you know, uh, your television, Netflix, all that kind of stuff. Get away from that and find a conservative alternative. If there is no alternative, then maybe put your money towards something more valuable. Like, I don't know, we're in the middle of a civil war, cold civil war, and I'm not calling for one. I'm not saying we should get guns and all that. I'm saying maybe you should, I don't know, look at getting food. 
maybe you should put that those expenses at moving somewhere to, you know, a better community. I know it's not something that's, you know, the average American can do, but that's definitely something we should be looking at is moving to a community that has like minded individuals and we all coalesce, coalesce in, in, in one location. If, if the left wants to go crazy and have their uh, you know, Marxist policies, you can go off and do it in California or Oregon or wherever. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll just move to our red states and we'll continue to have business as usual. And we'll continue to fight against this. We're in the middle of a culture war. It's a it's a civil war, essentially. We have been in it for a while now. I don't use the phrase rainbow jihadist lightly. There's a reason I use that. It's a holy war to them. That's literally what it is. You go and talk. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you, I use that term specifically because when you look at the, mo- the, the mo- nothing against Muslims, but when you go to the extremist side of things and you talk ill of their prophet, what happens? They go apoplectic, right? Same thing with, with the rainbow jihadist. If you talk ill of their prophet or prophets or prophetesses or whatever their gender names, I was going to pull out a bunch of gender names and none of them uh, came to mind. But anyway, you talk ill of them, what happens to you? Same thing, uh, just in a, in a slightly different, uh, you know, uh, you get exiled from society, basically. So, yes, uh, to 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 finish off. Yes, um, he's right. We have to we have to coalesce around the same community businesses. We, we have to start thinking it's no longer the norm. We're, we're not getting back to the normal before this. We're not going to get back to, well, I'm, I'm you know, going to take the kid to school, take him to the soccer game and then enjoy football on Monday night or whatever, Monday, whatever football. No, it that's, that's done. We're, we're in the middle of a civil co- uh, a cold civil war. This is a cultural war. We're we're. In the midst of the battle right now, and uh, where do you stand on it? Are you going to be just this uh, uh, bystander that's going to be executed? In the, I mean, literally, if you don't agree with the the narrative in the future, uh, look at all the past Marxist revolutions. Uh, what happens if you don't go along with the narrative? If you're a possible revolutionary that might rise up against them, they execute you. You know, I I, I heard this put very well once, and I, I I truly believe this. You were talking about people that have, you know, excess whatever to, you know, put towards something. Well, this requires a few things because of what you said. This requires people on the ground, as in, I'm not talking about a, a, an actual kinetic fight here. That's not what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about, as you said, this is cultural, okay? That doesn't imply that this is going to be kinetic. This is different, They've tried kinetic wars in the past. Doesn't work. They have to hit you from something else now, right? Everything we're seeing is new. I want to I want to step on some more toes real quick. Uh huh. What I'm seeing of the right wing here in the United States, you pansies aren't capable of doing a kinetic uh, civil war. Again, I'm not trying to antagonize and, and, and push people to go to kinetic war, but you haven't even done the little things that our founders did in the beginning before the Revolutionary War. Where where's the Boston Tea Party of our day? The, the kind of stuff that they did, they tried to petition the king before before they even did the Boston Tea Party. And then eventually they got to the point to where, you know, it, so it, where's that going on? I will tell you why that hasn't happened. And please tell me if you if you disagree. It's been hijacked by these rock concerts, the, these feel good events, these motivational speaking events. You know, the ones I was ragging on a couple of weeks yeah, ago, like this, well, this turning point nonsense. It's all been I hijacked. I think those are a symptom. I yeah, think those are a e- symptom. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But 
Yeah. This requires a few things. And I put all that stuff aside, right? All that, that fluff, because we're pretty sure just by looking at that and all these these alt networks that you see, we're pretty sure that if you just look at the talking points that they put out and the, the you know, the little conversations and everything that they have, all they're doing is they're appealing to what Bruce refers to as the white suburban mother. That's what they're referring to. So, you know, uh, Karen can get together with uh, Karen and their kids and they can all sit around and they can have coffee and they can turn something on and they can sit there and they can talk politics and make it sound like, you know, they, they know what's going on. So there's a few things in dealing with a culture war, which is what we're dealing with. There's a few things that are essential in this. One, you have the people that are the direct action groups, such as ourselves. I'm not saying that we're the best and the brightest because there's thousands of other people like us, and I'm glad there are. I wish there were 10,000 or 100,000 or 200,000. I wish there were more. But unfortunately, we have to work with what we can work with here because we're, we're really running out of time here. You've got to have the people on the ground like us that are up here every day doing what we're doing. OK, that's essential in this fight. Being that voice of disruption that's out there broadcast across the world every day. That's essential. The second thing you have to have is you need to have intelligence gathering people. As in people that are networking at the local level and online with whatever medium they have, whatever communication device they have, because let's be fair, and I'm not criticizing anybody, I'm simply saying not everybody can sit up here and do this. It is very nerve wracking, very stressful, and it's very, it's okay, it's not easy to do this. I'll just put it that way. It is not easy to do this at all, but we do it because we feel like we have to. And it also paints a target on us because if we lose this cultural war, We'll be one of the oh, ones executed done. first. Yeah, we're, we're done. But that's just it. Is It's going to happen to everybody if we don't. This is all or nothing. This is two outs bottom of the ninth, and we got to swing for the fences here. We, we need a grand slam here, because if not, we all go down, and that's that's the long and the short of it. I don't have any other way to put it. You know, I, I can't sugarcoat it at this point. But you need people that are gathering intelligence, and you need other people that are speaking out on other mediums. As I said, not everybody can sit up here and, and, and do like broadcast and podcast and all that stuff. People don't have time for that. And I get it. But it can be as simple as talking to one other person, talking to two people, five people, 10 people. It doesn't matter. As long as you're talking to somebody and you're giving them some kind of information that's going to point them in the right direction so they don't follow the road of the woke masses. You've got to keep them away from it. If we're going to build alternate societies away from this collapsing whatever monstrosity this is, the Titanic that's going down, that they're rearranging deck chairs on, then we've got to be able to take as many people as we can with us because we're going to need them to help rebuild on the other side. And we need good people that are of like mind that are going to be willing to put in the work with us. That's got to happen. The third thing that is essential is exactly what you mentioned, Bruce. People that have excess cash laying around. If you don't want to sit up here and, and uh, broadcast or do YouTube or TikTok or whatever it is you do, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to try and reach an audience, fine. If you don't want to pick up a phone or, or get on a computer or whatever it is, and you don't want to try and educate people and, and inform people that way, fine. Then support somebody who does in whatever way you can, because that is going to be the driving force behind the first two groups. All of this has to work in in harmony. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So there's a lot that goes into a culture war. The, the ones that are pushing this culture war, the cultural Marxists on the left, they have unlimited capital, unlimited capital. You might say, well, then what's my contribution going to do? Because we have a currency on our end of things. We have a currency that is priceless, and that is the truth. That's what we have. We've got our credibility. That's what we've got. And that right there, that is enough to put these people away. 
Yeah, that that's um, very important. And that's the other thing. If you can't do anything but talk to your local community, uh, your circles, always be consistent. Tell them the truth. Uh, you don't sugarcoat it, you know, or well, I say don't sugarcoat it. But at the same time, just as long as you're telling the truth, even if you have to kind of couch it a little bit because they're not ready to hear the truth there, they're, it's too. I mean, just as long as you're that individual that's continuing to be true so that when crap hits the fan or they hit a, a, pot, a spot in their life and they're like, crap, you were right. You're you're always there available for them. That's the thing is like you're still we're, we're trying to help each other. That that's that's what we're this is about as well. It's not just a cultural war and everything. This is really about people. We're trying to save people, literally, uh, in many cases, like with the, the vaccines and the uh, the lockdowns and everything like that. That's the, the fighting this uh, ESG agenda and everything. Those are all anti-human agendas. We're, we're, we're trying to, to voice this and like save lives, literally. So just as just as long as you're just out there talking about it, that that's something that's, you know, if that's all you can do uh, as far as, you know, the, your time or, or finances or whatever, whatever the case is, if that's all you can do, just try to create that community around you, uh, the circles that you're in. Just be a voice, a, a voice, a dissenting voice. That's that's what you need in this you need to have that dissenting voice because as long as there's dissenting voices out there and constantly pushing against this not only do you slow and hinder things from going crazy if if you're not there if we're not if we're not in the way if we're not standing in the way we're going to go off the cliff 90 mile an hour straight off straight off the cliff it's not going to be a slippery slope there's not going to be they're they're going to be lunging off the cliff so we we have to stand in the way even if it just slows things down slowing it down you're saving other people's lives. You're giving the opportunity for others to hear truth. And that that's really, that is the, the I would say that's a win. But, you know, in the long run, I, I'm pretty sure we'll win this in the long run. Truth always prevails. Good always prevails in the end. Uh, it's just, we, we can't lose hope in this. I, I know we're, we're kind of talking a little dark in this. It, it, it's not meant to be all is lost. This is a get a fire under you and start moving. It is now time to, we can't sit idly by anymore. And I'm not saying, you know, go out there and, uh, you know, taking up guns and, and fighting. No, I'm not talking about kinetics. We're not talking about kinetics. Get that's that not out of your mind. This. That's not the way no. to do this. Yeah. No, yeah. I, that's I, the thing I, is don't ever think about that. No, like, that's not. No, that's no. And as I said, you're not even capable of it anyway. It's too soft. It's too soft. You know, I, I think in, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I, um. I think that I uh, no seriously I mean just look at look at some of the people that go to turning point are you telling me that those people are capable of like if things rip right, just take the civil war aspect out of it okay let's say that China physically invaded the United States and they had a national draft to get every able-bodied man up there to fight the communist Chinese marching across the US could half of them do it could three quarters of them do it the answer is no so anyway, I'm okay. I'm not going to go down that road. Let, let's get back to, to something else here because this plays a big part in it. Uh, this plays a huge part in it, and we're we're ignoring it. But we're not really ignoring it because we talk about it a lot. But we're, we need to hit on it too because we're covering everything else today. The tech, because that is a big part in this, right? Because I said if you're not going to be uh, somebody that's that's on the ground, then you need to be an intelligence analyst, you know, a, a data gatherer, whatever. And to do that, you need some type of a, a of a way to connect to people digitally. Whether that be a phone or or, or a computer or, or a laptop or a tablet or whatever. But here's the thing. 
that you need to understand. Those companies are against everything that we're sitting here talking about. They are. Name me a company, a, a, a big tech company, Google, Apple, uh, Amazon, any of these. Name me a big tech company, Facebook, Twitter, any of the social medias. Name me one of them that is not part of the World Economic Forum. I'll wait. When I talk to people about the most simple thing, now it's just commonplace. Everybody has a phone, right? Everyone's got a smartphone. And I ask people constantly, I say, hey, do you ever think about maybe changing that? You're concerned about other things, you know, like some of the other stuff that we've said here and we've talked about tonight. You ever thought about changing that? Are you concerned about privacy? And they'll say, well, you know, I've never really thought about it, but yeah. And I ask them what kind of phone they have. And they'll say, you know, Samsung or whatever, you know, OnePlus or HTC or something. And I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm not talking about the brand. I'm talking about the software that's on it. There's a blanket response I can give about Apple products. If you have an Apple phone, throw it in the garbage. It's useless. You're not going to be able to do anything with it. It's a closed system. And when you have a company that is ESG compliant come out and say, you know what? We're not going to release any of our source coding. Just trust us with your data. Get rid of it. You can't do anything with it. You can't crack them. You can't replace the software on them. It's useless. So that's all I can say about Apple phones. That's why we don't discuss Apple devices, because they're hopeless. Android, at its base, if you strip Android down, it is Google. Make no mistake about that. But if you strip it down to its bare bones, it is open source. You can use that operating system without Google on it. It is possible. There's different options. You've got Calyx, you've got Lineage, you've got Graphene. There's more than one option here. And they get regular updates. I mean, they, they have their own devices. Think about getting away from those services. Have you ever thought about what your life would be like without Google? I haven't used Google in years. You ever thought about what your life would be like without it? I actually told somebody my email address a couple of weeks ago, and they looked at me and said, you don't have a Gmail address? I said, no. Why? Everyone uses Gmail. All of that stuff gets monitored. All that stuff gets tracked. All that data gets scraped and sold off to the highest bidder. The social media networks, it's time to get off of them. If you're still on them at this point, I, I don't know what to say. Those companies do not have your best interest at heart. My God, we played the clip of Zuckerberg in the opening tonight, and he said, look, you know, we just did whatever the FBI told us to do. How is that for, for freedom? How, how is that for, for online independence? There are other ways to communicate with people. We knew that we were going to take a hit here by not doing the, the social media networks. But look what they've done to people that have had opposing views. I don't care what your politics are. I don't care if you're right, left, center, whatever you identify yourself with as, as, as uh, far left, far right. I, I don't care. Look what they've done to anybody, regardless of political affiliation, who go against whatever narrative they say. They'll throw you off. You're not welcome on those platforms. Just me, my character, I say, okay, I'm not welcome. I'm not going to be here. Why would I give you my time, my effort, when you're going to make money off of me being here and I'm going to get treated like a, a subhuman piece of garbage? Why am I going to be here? I have no interest in your product or your service. So I'm going to leave. And that's what I did. Of course, I didn't really use it to begin with, but nonetheless. So my point is, is that you can take steps in the digital world to get away from this as well. You can be digitally independent, at least for the time being. You still have time to do that. Why not take the opportunity to do that? Get yourself an operating system that is away from these companies. Get yourself a messaging system that is away from these companies. Check out Telegram. Obviously, that's a good one, at least for the, the moment. At least for the moment. It's teetering at the moment. But at least for the moment, it's still okay. Check out Signal. Check out Threema. Those are the gold standards for the moment. You can do all the, you know, the truth social and all that stuff. I really don't care about all that stuff. I don't have time for that. Uh, Gab is another one. I mean, you can check those out. That's run by a conservative. Uh, Torbo runs that. But getting off of those systems, 
getting off of and away from those big tech oligarchs digitally, that's going to allow you to be a more independent individual that we need in this fight against this. The less data that they have on you, the better. The only thing I can impart to people is this. It's very simple. Do what you can wherever you are. That's all I can say is do what you can wherever you are. People always think, and myself included, I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Am I doing enough? I mean, for myself, am I doing enough? Am I buying enough? Am I prepping enough? Am I, uh, am I being enough to sit up here and, and do this every day and talk about these things? It, I mean, am I doing enough? But then I catch myself saying exactly that to everybody else because they say the same thing. They say, oh, well, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. What do you think? And I, I, I just tell them the same thing. Do what you can. Do what you can wherever you are, because that's where you're going to be the most valuable. Everything that we covered here tonight, it all has to come from you, the individual. I, I know that that's, that's foreign to a lot of people, especially now. But as Bruce said, and, and, and as we've mentioned earlier this week, we're not in the times of old. If you're still stuck in that, if you're, if you're clinging to whatever you think is, is going to happen, oh, where I'm going to you know, take uh, little Jason or, or little, little Karen <laughs> to, the, uh, to the soccer game, that's not going to happen. Okay. I mean, I understand you're probably going to take your kids to the soccer game, but it's not going to be the same. It's not going to feel the same. It's not going to look the same because we live in a new normal now. Gone are the days of sitting around the kitchen table with the family. I'm not saying that can't come back. Of course it can, but we have to work for it. We have to fight for it because these people that are doing this, they're, they're not going to leave us alone. They're not going to let you have that kitchen table with mom and grandma. They're not going to let you have that. If you want freedom, if you want democracy, if you want to have a say, then it all has to come from we the people at the local level. That's the only way it works. It is difficult. It's challenging. It's going to be heartbreaking for a lot of people to go down that road because this is hard to do. But I think given historical references and, and the way that we have a tendency as in people, we have a tendency to want to have better lives, at least those of us that care. I think we can pull this off, but we have to want it. It's not going to be handed to us. We have to want it. We have to want to establish a new set of rules and a new set of boundaries. So this doesn't happen again. You know, we, we have a certain set of beliefs and values in society, universal truths, if you will, that all of us kind of we unilaterally just kind of agree to them, as in we agree on a set of laws and we agree on what's morally acceptable and what's not and what kind of behavior should be expected of you and, and what isn't, which way people should be educated and, and things of that nature. All of these things have been violated, all of them, over the last three years especially. All of them have been violated on, on its face. Why do I say that there is no going back to what was? Because of that, all of these things have been violated. Why can we not return then? Because when we have these universal truths and moral responsibilities and ways of behaving in society that everybody agrees to, we build up institutions based on those values. But if we don't have those values, well, then we don't have institutions that uphold those values, do we? And seeing as how all of those have been violated, we have to now build new ones, don't we? And it has to be built on our terms. They're trying to build them on their terms. I don't want their terms. Do you? Because I don't. I wholeheartedly do not. I've seen what their values are. That's horrible discrimination, bigotry, racism, everything that they call you, they are. I don't want any part of that. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what language you speak. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your creed is. If you want freedom, if you want to say in society and you want to build the future, well, then I'm going to stand right there with you and we'll build it together. But I've taken a look through the looking glass, if you will, at what they're offering. I don't want any part of that. 
I want nothing to do with it. I want to get as far away from that as humanly possible. I know we kind of ran over here a little bit, and I I, I could go on and on and on, but we don't have the time. Um, you got any final thoughts? Uh, I just want to throw in as well. Uh, we were talking about um, looking at your cell phone uh, and and changing you know operating system perhaps or or I would also recommend you look into your provider. There are a number of um, providers out there that are more privacy minded. They're more conservative minded. If you don't support killing children, as an example, then maybe you should look at going somewhere else other than AT&T, Verizon, you know, all the, the main headliners here in the US. You also had uh, companies uh, regulating what kind of text messages you could send um, if it involved COVID-19 and you were spouting disinformation or misinformation, they would um, delete your message. So uh maybe maybe you should look into others there's there's alternate alternatives out there you just need to look to see what's appropriate for you and again i just want to reiterate if we want a better future if we want a better tomorrow you have to start at home you have to start in your own immediate circle and then branch out from there uh so really start with yourself what 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 is your limitations where are your red lines um you know basic examples that we were talking about no i'm not going to get the jab uh, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. No, I'm not going to go along with the crazy um, um, gender fluidity nonsense, you know, those kind of things. Just find out where your stance is on these topics and stand on it and interact with other people, uh, you know, even if it's just your circle and get involved in uh, at least getting to know your sheriff, uh, your mayor, governor, those kind of things, uh, or at least be aware of their political positions and what they've done and educate yourself on which direction to vote. And for God's sake, get angry. When I say get angry, get angry at what you don't hear. Get angry at what is not being talked about that needs to be talked about. I've heard the saying, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. In this case, that's true. That is true. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. I don't know what else to say. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm physically comfortable, as you said when you started tonight. You're physically comfortable, but I am mentally irritated. Oh, man, I'm mentally irritated because I, I see people of influence that can make a difference, but they don't. And it irritates me. We can really make a change here and we can make a change sooner rather than later. And it's not being done. And I will say this on the other side of this, make no mistake. Oh, I'm still going to be sitting here. <laughs> make no mistake about that. When we win this, I'm still going to be sitting here because we got a lot of work to do. We, we've got we've got a minimum of 20 years to get to work, a minimum. That's just to get started. But I'm going to want answers on the other side of this. I'm going to want answers as to those of you that are in positions of influence on the conservative side, why you're keeping your damn mouth shut. That's what I want to know, because it's time for you to stop that. Oh, what is that going to hurt your funding? Then go broke. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.